back to the Cheeky Crypto Podcast with your host, Mike, Big Dog Chris, and Joey. <laughs> Many thanks for listening in, liking, and subscribing. If you haven't done so, do us a favor and smash that like and subscribe button and turn on all notifications. We really do appreciate it. If you haven't joined the Discord or Patreon, the link is in the description down below. A fantastic community talking crypto 24-7. I guarantee you won't be disappointed. And most importantly, it is absolutely free to join. Now let's get into some crypto talk for today. Chris has joined us along with Joey. Chris, how you doing? I'm good. I'm good. You? Doing well. Doing well. Joey, how you doing? I see you're in your fatigues over there. Yeah, I'm okay, Mike. As you can see, I'm at work. Managed to uh, get a little break to uh, jump on the podcast here. So yeah, all good. Yeah, yeah. So market pump yesterday, huh? CPI numbers came in well below expectations. What, what are our thoughts on CPI? Do we think that it reached a peak or do we think that there's still some more uh, pain to be had? Chris, what do you think? No, I think there's still a whole heap of pain left to, to be had. Uh, yeah, I take... I take this with a pinch of salt, really. Uh, there was always in my mind, like, you know, this was probably what I wanted to see in the respect that, you know, we'd have a, a relief rally off the back of it. We've kind of seen that with the last few uh, announcements on this uh, previous. Um, but I do think that we're going to see um, some interest rate hikes. And I think that's where we're going to start to, I think it just, it's just a delay in the inevitable is kind of how I see it. Yeah. Joey, what's your thoughts on yesterday's CPI reading? Yeah, normally when these numbers come out in the US, Mike, uh, my read on is it, they're uh, normally pretty political. And sometimes I don't always, always fully trust them. So that, that's kind of my read. But, you know, I, obviously not being in the US, I can't speak what it's for what it's like on the ground and what doing your grocery shopping is like over there. But I know for the fact over here, um, I expect the CPI uh, to get to get worse. And, you know, I think it'll be well into double figures by, you know, the winter and Christmas. So whether it's going to get worse in the US, I'm not entirely sure. But yeah, I, I align with Chris. I think there's still plenty more pain globally. So we'll have I, to think, see what happens. I think the the price of oil is the main reason, right? But you haven't seen that on other goods, you know, like your, your traditional shop, for example, you know, you're, you're still feeling the pinch there. So, yeah, I think, you know, it's just delaying the inevitable. I think we see, you know, higher interest rates um, than than we expect to see. Kind of feel that's how it's going to roll. And then, you know, I think that's going to have a devastating effect on on the market alongside, you know, Black Swan events, which we have talked about on on the main channel a few times. I think the Black Swan event that we've been discussing, obviously, is the China housing market. And, you know, you go on went on Twitter this morning just to kind of like touch base on, you know, pretty much what happened yesterday. And it's, 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 it's on Twitter, right. But it's not really being talked about on news outlets, right. There's, I think there's another, not going to get into like huge details on it, but I think there's another lender or a potential developer besides Evergrande that's also mm -hmm. having issues. Uh, I mean, you, you, there's a video that's going on Twitter. That's like people standing outside of the mortgage company and like, like screaming and shouting because they, they just can't get their money out. They don't want to make payments. Like it's, it's going to hit everybody. Everybody's going to be so relieved, you know, inflation, this number's great. Everybody, you know, yesterday, obviously the market's pumped, which we'll get into Ethereum pumping like crazy yesterday. Bitcoin's making a move a little bit today, but 
Yeah, I think CPI, like you said, Chris, comes down to oil prices. I think, you know, oil went down. Um, so I think that had that the oil weighs heavily on the CPI numbers. So the fact that those costs have gone down is the main reason. I mean, they were expecting 8.7. We got 8.5. I actually think that there's a chance that that 8.5 goes back to 8.9 in September. I think there's a chance that, that, that it just, it was a significant drop in oil prices in that last month. Right. I don't know. What do you, do you think that there's a chance that it goes back up again? Yeah, that, that could be. I, I think that it really depends on the events around the world. I think the, the, the war in, in Ukraine had a, a big impact on the increase originally. Um, so to, to see that pullback is probably not really a surprise. Um, but yeah, for, for me, I think there's there's the big bigger events, you know, with interest rate hikes and, and stuff like that are gonna be more important um, you know, for, for the market. But I, I kind of feel like the whole China stuff's just not, you know, it's it's being suppressed in, in the media. I think that this is, you know, uh being suppressed just to um I guess not have everybody really fearful, um, because I think it would be massive and it would have a huge impact on financial markets i think it's a bit of a domino effect also um you know i think it's worth mentioning stuff around you know china um you know giving loans to to countries around the world um and that when they're not paid back you know they they own infrastructure and they shut down power plants for example we've seen this with pakistan i think there's just there, there's a, an awful lot more to, to the whole situation that I think is actually being articulated in the media. So, yeah, I think, yeah, it, it's, it's not looking great from an economic standpoint. And I think anybody, uh, you know, that is really bullish at the moment needs to be really, really careful in, in the financial markets, not just crypto, but, you know, the other markets, property, for example, would be another one that I would have concerns over. Um, and I think everybody's just really looking for something positive. And I think, you know, the... The difference in the numbers and they're not huge right like um and everybody's jumped on it and i think you know there's a potential trap there because i don't really see where the, the additional money's coming from yeah you you look at it this morning and i expected the futures to continue the movement right mm -hmm. you would you would expect the news comes in boom big big move on the dow big move on the the s p big move on the nasdaq and then you look at the futures this morning and they're green but it's not like a relief rally green, right? Now, yesterday on CNBC, I was watching it, and there's some economists that come on there and say, we've already reached the bottom. The bottom is in. We're hovering. S&P is hovering around that 4,200 level, and that's the spot that once it breaks it, it's gone back, it's touched it, and now it's ready to go. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't think it's time yet. So uh, I think more so what, what, what all of us are trying to say is just, if you are a retail investor, just, just tread cautiously, right? Um, yeah. I, I, I I still think that there's money to to be made in the market. You know, I think you, for sure you could have made a, a ton of cash on you know, ETH trading, for example, and Bitcoin trading. More so ETH, but you know, like it's a very volatile market. And if you you know you've got access to technical analysis and you understand how to to do that to to a pretty good standard, you know, there's money to be made. I don't think this is us saying, you know, don't dip your toe in, stay away from the markets. I think this is, uh, you know. Small money, small money for now, larger money on the side, waiting for those uh, prices that inevitably are going to come. 
um you know look china could you know invade uh, taiwan for example you know what other impacts that going to have are the us going to get involved you know where where does it all lead to right i think there's just so so many different events going on at the moment um it's good to have a large amount of capital on the sides but also still play in the market yeah joey i think you're you've been testing the market here lately long and in shortened and how how's that going for you yeah, I've done it. I've done okay recently, Mike. Uh, I've been, you know, I, I don't like to sort of go against the, the the kind of macro trend. And with the macro trend being down, uh, I have been, you know, shorting more than I have uh, been going long. That said, you know, there's still opportunities to go long on on some of these relief rallies. But you know, I'm still. I put out today in the trader chat that. I'm ho- I'm holding some shorts. Uh, mo- most most of them in the green, other than other than ETH. But yeah, I'm still holding my shorts with uh, diamond hands because you know I I, I I still feel that the the market is going to um, re- reverse back back to back to lower lows. I thought it was really interesting what you mentioned about uh, with oil and the uh, the correlation with CPI. Now, a cheeky crypto, obviously, where users and followers of uh, Elliott Wave Theory. Well, I seen um, yesterday uh, on another YouTube channel, channel uh, the uh, Crypto Savvy, uh, he was doing actually Elliott Wave on oil. And I thought it was quite interesting that he had the sort of an ABC going up with the, the B wave correction coming lower, just coming in now. So he actually doesn't think that the, the high on oil is in. So that, that would be really interesting and, you know, potentially um you know in, increase increase inflation especially in the in the us in in the coming months if that plays out you've also got you know the DX, dxy index you know the parabola hasn't been broken on that yet anyone who's saying oh the dxy tops definitely in i think it's far too early to be making that call as well yeah i think the i think the dxy's still got definitely some room to the upside that's for sure and whenever the dxy pumps up we know what happens with crypto right we go down so uh, I think there's been a correction on the DXY here in the last couple of weeks. What what was the Joey? Do you remember the highest it, it reached? Or Chris? Do you guys remember? Was it 108? I think it was just short of 110. Yeah, but but crucially, you know, it's been holding that sort of 105 region, and and you know, it, it's looking strong support there. So you know, I I don't think 120 is off the cards. I really don't, and I think there's going to be a lot of pain if that happens. 120. Good yeah, I think board. It's that would be that would be insane, Chris. What's your thoughts? One twenty. Do you align with that? Mind blown. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah I, I I just think that there's a lot of people that will be saying that you know we're wrong, uh, you know about the the markets and and stuff like that. And we've been saying it for a long time. Timing is always the hardest thing to to sort of get right. I mean, I think I I, I was pretty. And I'm going to call it as I, as I see it pretty lucky to say that I thought the the low was originally going to be in in June, right? And I said this in May. Um, now at the moment that is that is the low, right? And that's the low that everybody's saying, you know, is is that's it. That is the low. Um, but looking at the the macro landscape, I, I just don't think it is. And you know, any time for me between sort of September and the end of the year is where I think we're going to see the actual sort of bottom for, for the market. Um, and then it'd be a slow sideways upward sort of grind, um, over a very lengthy period of time. I feel, how do you, how do you feel Chris when, when basically you and Nick seem to go against the majority, right? Like, so the majority of the, the moon boys and you know, Hey, the bottoms in were relief rally just around the corner. 
you know, how, how do you guys deal with that sort of like, I guess, blowback, essentially, right? When Nick's call and say, say when he said he was calling Zillica to four cent, right? And mm-hmm. it was at 25 cent. And then now where's Zillica, you know, four cent, yeah. right? So yeah. how do you guys deal with that? I think sometimes the trouble is we're just too early and when we're, when we're saying it. Um, yeah, maybe we need to hold back, but we're trying to give people kind of the, the heads up, right? And, you know, we're, we're really transparent when we say we're not really great at predicting timeframes, um, you know, for, for some of these events to, to come to fruition. But, you know, it, it is, it is, uh, it's interesting, right? We do kind of go against the, the, the trend. Um, and ultimately, it's a case of, you know, the, the viewers should really, and it's just my opinion, should make notes of what people are, are saying. Um, because ultimately, you know, you can start to spot a trend, right? People that are following others uh, and people that aren't. And, you know, look at who's right um, and who's wrong. Um, you know, we've done an audit on the channel. We, you know, we're always told, I say always, you know, there's a small group of people, but, you know, they come to, to the for- forefront, right? um told that we're we're wrong quite a lot and uh you know i did an audit on the channel and showed um all 46 projects that we highlighted in the previous run and suggested if you put a thousand dollars into each and every single one that would have been forty six thousand dollars you would have invested the winners and the losers combined you would have had three quarters of a million dollars if you'd sold somewhere near the top for each and every one of those projects so i don't think we're that far from from from, from like being uh right a, a lot of the time i don't think it's all the time uh we're human i mean sorry one second no you're good yeah, yeah. i um i mean look if i put 46k in and i, I get a return like that i mean <laughs> yeah i mean thank you <laughs> yeah like don't get me wrong i think out of those 46 projects maybe somewhere between five and seven didn't perform how we thought they were going to perform right that doesn't necessarily mean that they were losers either um you know but i think everybody's you know quick to just focus on the ones that you do get wrong rather than <laughs> the you know the numbers of the ones that you do get right you know we get we got heat when we um sold solana at about 185 or 186 dollars you know look where solana is now um you know the list goes on and on um but i don't think there's a better channel for picking out hidden gems either yeah i'm excited for i'm excited for the recent hidden gems obviously fendora uh fra i'm excited about i think that's going to be a great project obviously you guys have called out some other ones but you know, for the listeners or for the viewers, you know, go check out. Chris just did a recent, I think that you just put this video out, right? Like a couple of days ago. Yeah, right? just a few days. Look, um, a lot of people watch and follow just for the hidden gems, right? Because we've got such a great track record with it, yeah. right? And uh, we don't do paid promotions on on, on the, the Cheeky Crypto channel. Um, we have channel sponsors, but that's kind of where we draw the line. So when we're calling out these these projects, people should be able to feel quite comfortable that, you know, it's not a paid endorsement in any way. Um, and just have a look at the the history of the channel. Feel free to to go audit it yourself. And, uh, you know, we're not deleting the good or the bad. Um, you know, all the videos are there. So you can go back through the channel. You do your own audit. Check it against the audit that I did myself. And I was very harsh on myself. I didn't go through all the live streams where we actually first talked about some of the projects. Um, I just went to the video aspect. So there's like, I don't know, another three months worth of content 
I could have gone back three months earlier and actually shown the real prices. But, you know, I was being really harsh on myself, but, you know, feel free to, to go validate, um, you know, the, the audio that I've done, fill your boots if you, you don't believe it. But look, you know, PRQ is another one uh, that, that, that called out. I think that recently did, you know, over 50% pump to the upside. Um, you know, I, I, I lose. Yeah, yeah, Quant. I think we we called that one out. That's done terrific. Um, but you know, should get a really big pullback, right? Um, yeah, there's just there's been loads. Yeah, I think there was a there was one you put out the other day. It was five gems that you should buy in August, I think. And you know, I know I know New, you and Nick. Another. Yeah, I think you, you, yeah, Flow jo, Joey. You and I talked about Flow the other day. It was up like fifty yeah, yeah, percent in seven days. I mentioned Quant and Flow on on some videos. Yeah. Yeah, the uh, so you know, just talking about like Kadena, you you brought up too. I mean, seven days up fourteen percent. Yesterday it was yeah, I, and I know it's not like a project that you guys resonate with, but like you're still calling them out because you know that they're going to do really well because you do your research into kind of stuff that's going on on the project itself. You stay in tune. You're kind of in it. You know, Kadena just dropped their decks, so obviously their TVL just went up through the moon, and you know, actually it's doing really well. I think it has close to ten million. TVL now, which is pretty good for, for Kadena. Um, but yeah, I think, uh, you know, it's hard to sit back sometimes and watch the, uh, the haters, right. Cause you know, and obviously we're pro cheeky, cheeky crypto, but we, we've also follow other people too. It's not that we're like blind to YouTube or blind to Twitter, but it's just funny to watch so many people that shill their Bybit and shill like, you know, Bybit's fine, but like, they're like, we're going to the moon, use my Bybit link. You know, it's just kind of like, so I, I, I appreciate that about you guys. But anyways, enough about that. Let's move on. Yeah, let's Next move topic. On. Next topic. What about, about VeChain? What about VeChain, Chris? How about, <laughs> how about VeChain? We, we did, God, since we talked about VeChain the other day, it has just continued to just put out outstanding news. And the most recent news, which is huge, uh, is VeChain announced the integration partnership with US-based logistics software company Orion One. Now, basically, Orion One provides a seamless blockchain onboarding experience, and they'll be utilizing VeChain's tool chain. Now, Chris, tell me a little bit about this. Why is it so important and why is it so big? Because it's, it's obviously a huge thing, right? Yeah, I, I would say that it's, it, it's a really really big announcement and uh you know i guess the the reason perhaps isn't articulated very well in um in in the the, the posts right um they're breaking into the u.s market and that's what really excites me um a lot of you know i guess if you go through you know history of you know some of the the stuff that's been said about b chain is it's been very much centralized in china for example which actually isn't <laughs> isn't accurate it's a i guess it's a a bit of a myth more than anything in the respect that most of their their, their business is actually conducted in europe and uh this has been a stigma that i believe uh and understand that vchain have been trying to sort of move away from um because obviously you know the tensions with with china and the us and and so forth right um so yeah, they've moved their head office to to Europe, where most of their business is actually conducted, which I think's you know a fantastic move. But for me, this one obviously it's a big partnership in itself, 
um you know it's a i think uh they basically do logistics for for a number of different clients but it's software as a service and i think the integration you know with v chains tool chains just going to make it you know a, a a flawless um you know operation i really do um this is basically v chains bread and butter right um logistics so you know it's great to see I think breaking into the the US market is or sector is the the biggest thing for me and I'm really excited to see what's next obviously you've got the the UFC partnership again I think this is this is great um in in a few different ways um some that perhaps people don't think about but they've started to give away tickets to to people that are following VChain that you know are investors in VChain you know through competitions and stuff like that on Twitter um so if you're in the US, I think they've done one for for the next event, which I think is a really big event with uh, Usman. Uh, I think he's the the champion. I'm not sure if it's heavyweight, but um, yeah, look, you know, we went to to one of the UFC events with V Chain. It was a, an amazing experience. Um, so I think it's good in the respect of like the community gets to to be involved and um, you know benefit from some of the partnerships that V Chain have. Um, but then obviously they're on TV and it's being beamed to, to hundreds of thousands of people, millions of people potentially. Um, so, you know, having VChain on, you know, the Octagon and, and stuff like that's again, fantastic to see. Um, yeah. Lots of people are going to be asking what on earth is, is VChain and, and trying to dig into it, which I really like. Yeah. I think that's going to be, I think it's going to be huge for them. And you know, how you, how you presented that, the fact that, okay, now they're kind of getting into the U.S. market. I didn't really think about it in that way. Um, yeah. Joey, you got anything to add on it? I know that kind of came out yesterday. We had chatted about it a little bit, but anything extra you got for VeChain? I'm, I see you sitting over there. I feel like me and Chris have just been going back and forth here. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, no, I've, I've got nothing extra. My just, you know, obviously it just, it all makes me bullish. I mean, I'll tell you, I know virtually zero about UFC, but what I do know is that it's huge, right? <laughs> Yeah. And, you know, it, like like Chris has said, you know, it's it's all about just um, getting more adopters. More people are gonna um, be exposed to V Chain. I I, tr I truly believe that. You know, gonna be wondering what is this? What is this project? What is this company? And you know, I, yeah, I think it's it, it's massive. You know, and yeah, I I agree with the whole you know shaking off the. The, the the Chinese thing yeah I've never I've never quite understood that myself because like you said if you go do your research on v, uh, v chain you see that they got you know this is a multi-national uh, uh, business that's got you know offices in uh, Paris San Marino Singapore to just to name a few you know it's all like V chains everywhere and yeah going to be growing everywhere so yeah I, I'm, I'm bullish on V chain it's still one of my largest holdings and I'll be looking forward to uh, buying some more yeah, so let me ask Chris, because I know you're heavy in VeChain, and I've always been curious because I can't really, I try to dig into it, and obviously you've been doing this way longer than I have, but I have a curious question about VeChain. How does VeChain bridge the gap of B to C? Like, so, what is something that they can do for that? Sorry. Yeah, no, I mean, they can do the same as everybody else, right? It's a layer one blockchain. It's, you know, it's fantastic tech like underneath the hood it's a five star rated blockchain technology um and that was from um from germany um so you know this is this is a big deal i think they were the first five star rated blockchain in fact um but you know we've seen vusd um which is a signal for me that they're going to be uh, getting into DeFi quite heavy uh so yeah interested to to see how 
that progresses because obviously there's a, a lot of um tvl to to be had in DeFi protocols right and uh, projects building on on v chain uh, obviously there's uh, grants that are available from the v chain foundation as well for projects that want to onboard onto the ecosystem um which you know i think is fantastic for for people that have got great ideas i mean uh, we talk about uh cryptocurrency and blockchain technology being a really big opportunity for everybody and i think everybody when, when i say that i think everybody hears we should invest in in v chain but it might not be that you actually have to invest in the the, the coin or the token of any of these projects it could be that you've got a fantastic idea and you can build it and you know you can get funding to to do some of this stuff if your idea is a good uh, a good idea um so i think there's opportunity uh, in many different ways as well so look um we've already started to see nfts building uh within the vchain ecosystem again i kind of feel like that's their bread and butter as well uh, being able to move nfts through through different chains and stuff like that you know they're doing some really groundbreaking stuff and not just following um what everyone else is doing which i think is great um and then you've got metaverse and play to earn games and i i think at the moment we're we're not even seeing we're not even scratching the surface of the the stuff that will be on v chain in the coming years why do you think people are not like oh man like when i look at say polygon right polygon's a little more i always say this but polygon i guess would be a little more sexy than v chain is it because v chain is more so in the logistics of business it's kind of like i think it, i think it's for going for a transition period from b to b to b to c sure um, and and i think you you say like you know polygon is a sexy project maybe it should be talked about more maybe that's what it is maybe yeah, yeah. but but if we if we rewind maybe a year maybe a year and a half you know matic was not a sexy project it was one and a half cent i was investing yeah nick was investing um must, must be nice but no one was talking about it. And I think the point that I'm trying to trying to make here is that that's probably where VChain is right now. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, I could see that because the partnerships are starting to happen. Polygon started getting their partnerships, started onboarding. So yeah, okay. That makes uh, sense. That's, yeah, that's totally. kind of how I that's kind of how I see it. Like what a I good think, time to invest then, yeah. Yeah, I think so. I think you know, we expect some some lower prices because of what we see, you know as we mentioned before talking about vchain the landscape um for you know for the financial markets is is not a good one um so we expect lower prices to come in obviously nick covers that in in the discord um but yeah look you know i'm not suggesting anybody goes and fomos into any of the projects that we talk about go away do the research have a look at the partnerships and uh yeah i just think vchain's got superior technology to many other blockchains out there it isn't talked about it had a bit of a stigma um, possibly still has a bit of a stigma around the the china stuff um but you know i think that's something that will dissipate over time um and people as they do their research and you have more sophisticated investors 
retail investors that is but more sophisticated retail investors go away and actually do some research on some of these projects will start to realize and you know your bigger youtubers will start to talk about it once the price goes somewhere close to where we expect it to go Late. that brings that, that that brings me to the to the next question i'm going to try to pull a price prediction out of you for v chain mm. the next bull cycle where where do you see v chain landing uh you know what it, it, it's a, a real difficult one like we've always kind of said that we expected like a you know roughly a dollar in the the previous cycle right and um look it didn't happen you know mistake at our part you know i think if we had gone to the hundred thousand dollar bitcoin that everybody you know was talking about expected was seen in the data and this is the important part to to articulate to to the viewers is we're not putting our fingers up in the air you know and trying to determine which way the wind's blowing um, and you know plucking a, a figure out of thin air um what we are doing is we are looking at the the data we're looking at all the you know the the points in where the prices look like they can go uh, based based on you know elliot wave theory and mathematics and those are the numbers that were seen right and i think if we had seen that hundred thousand dollar bitcoin we would have seen that one dollar v chain um but you know i don't think for me the targets really changed uh, i think there can be stuff that and we've we've talked about this for maybe six plus months um i can't remember which whether it was yourself mikey or or somebody else but we have talked about like tokenomics and everybody talks about the the tokenomics of, of v chain making it sort of impossible to reach some of these targets um but you know we've seen and this is this is the thing that i want to kind of articulate we have seen other projects like bnb for example change their tokenomics it's not unheard of that that happens over time right so i'm not suggesting vchain are going to do this um you know it makes it quite difficult to to be accurate with a price prediction though um but you know i would say you know i'm still firm on that one dollar i just think that it's going to happen in the next cycle now rather than the previous one um but i wouldn't be surprised to see higher but that really depends on whether vchain changed their tokenomics over time um again i don't know if that's on the cards or or what but it's a possibility right and that's kind of what i want to articulate so we'll so we'll so, so we'll take away a dollar from from that from, yeah. from that long, long-winded price prediction but sorry yeah so no no it's all good tokenomics joey yeah i um joey what's your thoughts on on what chris just said i know you kind of dive into tokenomics quite a bit um well i mean if you if you look at the way that um yeah, V4 is is burnt with uh, transaction fees as well. You know that that could definitely change in the future because you know I think with um, you know steadily increased transactions, uh, once uh, more adoption comes in, and I could definitely see that being a, a possibility um, in the future. But what I was just listening, what what I was just thinking of about was we we mentioned about retail investors, you know all that's on my mind is is when are the retail investors coming back you know i thought it was quite interesting uh, this week you know mentioned to this this before to you mike that we don't get a huge amount of um of crypto news in 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 our mainstream media in the uk nowhere near what you get in the us but um on, on bbc uh, news uh, this this week you know there was a uh, 
uh, talk about uh, Coinbase, you know, re reporting, um, you know, a, a much uh, larger than expected um, loss uh, after, after tax of $1.1 billion. And the, the so-called uh, crypto and blockchain expert um, that, that they had on now, he, he may be a crypto and blockchain expert. I can't verify that. Um, but, you know, he was saying that essentially, you know, he, he's expecting the market to go much further down because, because retail retail's gone. Re, re, retails retails abandoned uh, and he, he's not sure when they're coming back there was a there was we have another one of our main channels uh, channel four here uh, the other night uh, had a had a show on uh, cryptocurrency has the bubble burst um, so yeah it's all, it's all kind of very British negative uh, news over here at the minute but I've, I mean, it's, it's a really interesting point what what do you think Mike in terms of in terms of retail? Uh, retail investors coming back. Do you do you speak to anyone in the states that you know has left crypto that you think might come back to crypto, or can you see new people wanting to get into crypto that have not been in before? What's your take on it? Well, well, so it's funny because with my job, I deal with I deal with new people every single week, right? And it's typically people that are kind of well off, and you know, so so I'll bring up crypto during conversation, just be like, oh, I do a podcast on the side, and they're like. Crypto, you're still involved in crypto. And so it's like very negative from their, their, their point of view, right? So like the everyday person, I have probably, let's see, I've done 40 kitchens this year and I've had 40 conversations about crypto. And I would say out of those 40 conversations, two might be involved in crypto. The other, the other 38 are like, what's crypto? Or I have no desire to be involved in crypto. Right. So that just kind of shows you the everyday person. We're still that early. Right. They still don't believe in it. They still think it's a hoax. They still think Bitcoin's going to zero. So it's, it's, it's interesting to have those conversations. But, you know, my 65 year old mother is like, this is fascinating. I think it's a great opportunity, you know, just like when the, the Internet was first started. Right. Like that's where we are. Um, so, but yeah, I deal with people every single week and they're like, Why, what's crypto? Why would you be involved? What? I don't get it. You know, whatever. So. Uh, but it, interesting that you bring up Coinbase. Isn't Coinbase uh, located, isn't their main hub in the UK? Yeah, they've got a hub in the UK. So I wonder if that's why that it got brought up on BBC. Poss it's, possibly. It's possibly. like a, a local, local kind of like thing, but maybe. Yeah. Possible. I think at the moment there's, uh, I, I guess, uh, an appetite um, to discuss crypto. So maybe this is just uh, the start of something similar to what we see in the US. I, I kind of feel like the UK is a little bit slow on the uptake of, of you know, some of these trends. Um, yeah. But there's definitely, like, obviously, we've got quite a, a substantial following now. And uh, it's interesting to see companies reaching out to us that you wouldn't expect to reach out to us um, to talk about crypto. So, yeah, I think there is definitely a a change happening um you know particularly in the uk yeah it's except i mean look it's right around the corner right anything yeah bitcoin yeah. to 100k is right around the corner whether that's three years from now or or whatever but so as we're sitting here i'm watching eth kind of do its thing now eth yesterday we don't have to touch on this for a very long time but eth in the last seven days ethereum is up 17 percent uh yesterday i think so within the last 24 hours, it's up almost 12%. Now, I saw an article over here on Cointelegraph that says the ETH merge on track as 
and I always pronounce this wrong, Gurley test merged successfully finalized. So I wonder if off the back of that news, that's kind of, you know, leading into a little bit of the pump that like, okay, maybe now ETH has their stuff together. The merge is actually going to happen. You know, is this price going to, going to, going to pop really, you know, like, so I think yesterday, I think it got all the way up to like 1920 bucks. Now I've already seen other articles that ETH's ready to go to 2,500 ETH's already bottomed, et cetera. Chris, what's your take on this Ethereum merge? How big really is it for ETH um, and its investors? So I, I think it's big. It's a big milestone, but it's one of five milestones. Um, you know, and well, I think I put out a, a post. I think, you know, it's not really going to make a huge impact on on the actual gas fees. Not like people kind of are imagining it will um but it's an upgrade uh to to become sort of close to being on level technically technically with cardano really um you know and everybody's gonna hate on me for saying it but you know v chains upgrading to be you know to a similar standard of cardano and cardano isn't you know you know fully scalable just yet and doesn't have lots of projects on it so look i i, I kind of you know I am biased. I'm, I'm not going to lie. I, I don't particularly rate Ethereum. Uh, it's easier to write insecure code on uh, Ethereum than it is Cardano, for example. And I think that's a really big uh, deal. I think that's something that people should not take lightly. Um, not by any stretch of the imagination am I uh, suggesting that, you know, lots of people are writing insecure code on, on Ethereum, but it is easier to do that. Uh, and, you know, we've seen some of the CEOs of some of these projects, right? Like they're barely out of school. Um, if <laughs> some, some, of, some of them are probably in school, you know, no life experience and haven't really been coding for that long because they're barely out of nappies. Um, but look, like for, for me, you have to be very, very careful in, in this space, right? Because it could easily, you know, go to zero. We've seen lots of pools being drained recently. We've seen lots of hacks. Um so, you know, I think you've you've got to to look at, you know, the these things, right? I think uh Ethereum's also been getting hacked in a form, I guess, of of hacking by the um by the miners, right? And I, I did a video on this, right, where they're basically, you know, getting more more Ethereum when mining, um, hacking the system some way. Do you, do you feel like the institutional buyer is the one that's basically controlling ETH right now? Well, it's going to become more centralized. And this is what people don't understand. Like when this change happens, there's probably maybe seven people that pretty much control Ethereum. Um, you know, they might be over multiple wallets, for example. Um, but, you know, let's just, you know, hypothetically say that, you know, the Ethereum Foundation wants to make a change. Let's just say pretty sure that they could have enough voting power to put that change through as they see fit so i think there's these things that we need to be aware of um you know it's all just my opinion uh it's probably going to infuriate quite a lot of people but you know ethereum foundations also dumped on ethereum holders at the top the last two tops so um another interesting uh, thing to to consider um yeah what, what, what makes you say it will infuriate people well, I mean, uh, I see the comments that 
we got when we sold Multivac, for example, and accused of selling or dumping on investors. Well, the foundation. Oh, I see. Okay, okay. The I, foundations, I you. you know, dumping what I think it was uh, seven hundred or seventy thousand uh, Ethereum, um, right close to the top. So you know, and they've done this twice now. It's a little, little, little shady, a little centralized. Joey, what's your thoughts? I know you're you're kind of into Ethereum, or maybe you're just into Ethereum for longing and shorting here lately. Yeah, it's sure. been great for that. <laughs> I, I've, just, I've just I've just been in on the trading. I just think it's been uh, really um, interesting and you know educational for for people that are new in markets and new into crypto. I mean, just to see how the markets move because. I think I, I can't actually look at the charts right now, but I'm sure off the top of my head, uh, but before, you know, uh, when ETH uh, reached the the the, uh, the bottom that we've just had uh, for now, um, you know, I believe it was like 11 straight uh, red candle weeks, right? Um, so, you know, and it's it's gone on six green weeks in a row. So it's it's not surprising people say, oh, where's this this pump come from? I can't believe it's done over 100% and, uh, and whatever. But, you know, You've got to understand that this is just how markets work. It uh, really, it wasn't going to just keep going all the, you know, okay. Yes, there's always a chance things can go to zero, but we weren't expecting that to happen. But yeah, it wasn't just going to go all the way down. But that doesn't mean that the bottom's not in just because we're, we're, we're seeing some green candles now. Just, I'd just say, you know, tread cautiously. You know, I've, I've been laddering into shorts on Ethereum. Spot on, Joey. 11 weeks in a row. Good job. I just counted it for you. (laughs) Pretty good. You're like Brainiac or something. And then, yeah, I think we're six weeks green right now. I just, I just, uh, I just store these charts in my mind. (laughs) It's it's kind of, I see them in my dreams. (laughs) Tad bit scary. Um, But uh, yeah, it shows that you're all you're thinking about is crypto, but yeah, the low for ETH was 881. I think is the bottom so far. Sounds right. So, I think we'll be going lower. What's your? What do you think we're going to go to? I know technical analysis shows between five and seven hundred, but where do you think ultimately? Do you think we even hit? Uh, in my head, number wise, five sixty. Sorry, sorry, yeah, five sixty. Um, but I, I don't look at technical analysis. I, I literally just look at the the fundamentals. I just see a big sell the news event. And that's in September. Merge happened, right? Yeah, 19th. Things are aligning, people. Open your eyes. Pay attention. Don't FOMO. I've heard it here plenty of times over the last three weeks from both channels and in the Discord and in the Patreon. So I don't want to hear anything about, oh, I lost money. First of all, we don't give financial advice and you trade at your own risk. However, we have put warnings out to all of you. I don't hold any crypto right now. The only crypto I hold is... Fendora, uh, which is FRA, which Chris called out the other day. That's the only, well, sorry, and Kopi. But Kopi's a long-term play for me. I got in at good price, so it is what it is. But other than that, money just sitting on the side, just waiting. I think, Chris, yours is waiting too, right? Yeah, I've got, um, so I started doing a portfolio builder. Um, oh, that's right. We were going to go against you. Well, we were going we to challenge you. Yeah. But we would all have the same project, probably. <laughs> yeah, that's what, I, that, that's what I said. I said all we had to do was buy, buy, buy the same immediately after, just a tiny bit. Oh lower yeah, we could. Yeah, we would minutes. get Chris's. We would get Chris's buy orders and try to buy a little bit lower each time, and then our profit <laughs> would be higher. 
it'd be pretty boring that people would just watch mine and know what you're gonna do um uh, i'll put i could do a thousand dollar risky one like not do like a but i think that would kind of defeat the purpose of like how you're tr- tr- truthfully supposed to probably build a yeah, portfolio. Like, if, if, if we wanted <laughs> to, I, I, sorry, sorry, go on, Chris. Go on. I was going to say, if you wanted to do something like seriously, like, um, like competition wise between yourselves and, and me, like my portfolio builder wouldn't be that like, you know, like I, I think I I'm quite confident that I'd be able to be most people um, building like a risky portfolio. It wouldn't be like the portfolio I'm building currently. No, I'm not challenging you. Come on now. I would not do that. Now, Joey might. Yeah, I, I came, might. But I'm not, I'm not up for a challenge like that. that. He said, we're going to, we're going to turn a thousand dollars into a hundred thousand. He's pretty, he's pretty confident that we're going to do it on the channel. So we'll have to see how that plays out. Well, I mean, you know, do you want to do that? Like with one coin, pick one coin that could do that. Mm. I can pick it right now. On, th- I was gonna say on three. Everybody say their coin, but that, <laughs> but, but that might I not come across. <laughs> I uh, let's see, from a thousand to a hundred thousand. Yeah. How long? By the end of the bull run? Yeah, I, f- I think it would have to be by the end of the bull run. Kopi. Chris. Uh, I, I was going to go PRQ. Oh, Joey? Oh, I had 100x coin off the top of my head. Oh, come on. You had two people to think through. Come on, throw um, one out. I'll go for Casper. Interesting. So we never talk about PRQ and we never talk about Casper on the podcast. That's interesting that <laughs> two of you just said both of those and we've never actually talked about it on the podcast. <laughs> now we're going to have to do an episode on PRQ and on Casper. Thank you, guys. Appreciate that. You're welcome. Gave us two episodes. Awesome. I'm excited <laughs> about that. All right, guys. Hey, look, I, great podcast. Chris, thank you so much for coming on. We always value you know, your opinion. You've been in the space much longer. You do a lot of research. How many projects now in the Discord? How many, how many projects have you researched? Uh, it's well over 100 projects that I've done reviews on. Um, maybe 130. God. You just, started, you just started really diving into that first of the year, right? Yeah, pretty much. Like... Um, yeah, maybe 130 odd days. I've been doing one a day, every day. Let me ask you this. Is that how you found uh, Fedora or no? No, uh, I found Fedora through the Harmony community. Ah, interesting. Mm. Very interesting. Maybe we'll do a deep dive on Fedora one day too. Yeah. Um, Chris, you got any final thoughts to leave for our viewers? Um, I, I guess be patient. Try not to, to get caught up in the the fomo never chase green candles like it never ends positively in my opinion um look you know if you're new to the space maybe follow along the portfolio builder we'll go through different strategies um i think that'd be really useful jump in the discord we've got over four thousand people talking about crypto 24 7 um you know supporting one another you know, navigate the space safely. And I think that's really important and very, very useful. Uh, and the fact that it's absolutely free, um, it's mind boggling that we've only got 4,000 people in there. Yeah, I, li- I like the fact that it's free and that you and Nick and the whole staff, we're always in the general chat. So mm-hmm. even if you don't want to pay for the Patreon service or whatever, we're still in there. You know, maybe you're not getting as much attention as say, 
know, the other chats, but yeah, I think it's great that you and Nick kind of, kind of venture in there. I will tell you the, the portfolio builder is a big thing. It's one of the first things that I saw on cheeky crypto uh, was there was a video you did. God, I don't know how long ago it was, but it was a similar video, you know, Hey, I got in at these prices and this is what I turned it into. Um, and that was, that was kind of what turned me on to cheeky crypto was just, you know, how transparent you were that if you put this money in at this price, you know, it all kind of made sense, but yeah, Chris, I, uh, I appreciate you coming on. The Portfolio Builder is an amazing tool. Um, you guys check it out. Chris does them. How, do you do once a week or do you do them every two weeks? Yeah, I'm trying to do them every week, but obviously when the market pumps, I'm not buying anything, right? So I, there'll be the odd week that gets skipped potentially. Um, like this week, currently, I haven't done a portfolio um, video, but that's pretty much because the, the market is just on green at the minute. Yeah, the market's uh, pumping as we speak, actually. Bitcoin's approaching yeah. 25K. Joey, final thoughts, brother. What did you say? Uh, you said Bitcoin's approaching 25K. That's quite exciting. Uh, you know it's, you, getting, you... it's getting close. Look, it got up to 24 just now. Got up to 24,745. And I'm ETH is almost 1950. Yeah, well, uh, you, know, you know I'm a fan of uh, Capo, and he's been calling for 25,500. And August 12th, which I believe is tomorrow, I don't know what, he, what he, uh, his cryptic riddle is about August 12th, what he thinks the dump's coming tomorrow. So it's going to be interesting to see if that plays out. Uh, my final thoughts are just... You know, if you're trading out there, again, be safe. Um, you know, not financial advice, but if, if you are trading, uh, no stop loss, no trade. And uh, yeah, just use, use sensible use sensible risk management. And uh, yeah, I don't just wear this uniform for, uh, you know, for fancy dress. So I should really don't probably lie. get yeah. <laughs> I should definitely get back to work. I've just seen the time, but yeah. Yeah, Joey, go protect. Joe, Joey, go protect us all, please. Thank you so much. Well, I can't guarantee that, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, just to catch everybody. If you made it this far, just to catch up, IK is getting new internet. Uh, so that's why he hasn't kind of been here with us, but we're looking forward to IK joining us back in. But Chris, it was great having you on, Joey. Go protect the world if you can. And uh, to all of our viewers, stay safe out there and catch you in the next one. Take care.